Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is indeed the broadcast for Liberty Roundtable Live. What are we talking? Already September the 8th in the year of our Lord, 2022. That's right. And our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America, the supreme law of the land is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips not to mention the fact that we reject revolution we stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth welcome to the broadcast liberty roundtable live ladies and gentlemen two hours a day six days a week on the sabbath we rest as the good lord told us to do and other than that it's hard-hitting news literally 24 7 on your radio we're on the air two hours a day telling you the tale of the extra efforts we put in the other 22 hours a day, gathering the news, bringing it all to, that's right, Liberty Roundtable. Welcome to the broadcast. A recap of yesterday's show is in order. We had our guest on, Mr. James Edwards, talking about race, politics, and hypocrisy in 21st century America. Thepoliticalcesspool.org is James's website. Uh, not only does he do an award-winning broadcast every Saturday night live at three hours, but it's available on demand at your fingertips at thepoliticalcesspool.org. Uh, and not only that, James is an incredible speaker, a broadcaster. He's an author of the book called Racism, a Schmacism, talking about, look, they just want to call you a racist to take you out of the game. They know that's kind of the <clears throat> third rail. You touch that sucker and zap. And so they, they want to just call you a racist because most people just back down and go, wait, no, I'm not. I got a friend that's black. I, and then you just babble and spew, and then they mock you, and then they kick you off the air, and then you're done, and you're just ridiculed and mocked and uh, derailed and shut down. And no, 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 ladies and gentlemen, you can call me what you want. You call me a racist, go right ahead. The truth is known by God Almighty and by those who pay attention to what I do and say. I believe we're all God's children, and we ought to act like it, which means treat each other with Christian values. Yes, indeed. Love thy neighbor as thyself, my fellow Americans, is the commandment from our leader, the Prince of Peace. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. We talked about Joe Biden. He's whacked out as all get out, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Biden says Donald Trump and the MAGA, that's the Make America Great Again Republicans, represent a, quote, extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it all depends on who you believe. Do you believe in the Donald plan? Do you believe in the Biden plan? See, I believe in neither plan. Okay? I don't believe in Donald's plan. Donald's done a lot of good, done a lot of bad. I didn't vote for him. I'm not a MAGA Republican. Okay? But I believe they're both threats to the Republic. Why? Because neither of them understand and or have obedience to the supreme law of the land. Neither of them when they are president, are willing to obey their oath of office. Neither of them stay in their lane as president. If you look at the checks and balances, the separation of powers, putting Congress in its own lane, the president or the executive branch in their own lane, putting the courts, the the judicial branch in their own lane, right? None of those people obey these things. 
So both of them are a threat to liberty. Both of them violate their oaths of office, right? So I'm not for either of them. Look, if it's constitutional, I love it. And if it's not, I hate it. How's that? Welcome to the broadcast. We talked about cops discovered the body of this billionaire heiress, Eliza Fletcher. I guess they found her in long grass behind an abandoned house in Memphis, Tennessee. I guess after spotting vehicle tracks and then smelling a odor of decay, it's just hard to even discuss. This whacked out 38-year-old guy murdered her. What's his name? Cleatha Abston Henderson or whatever his name is. He's supposedly the one that's guilty. The whole story is just a shame, ladies and gentlemen. Tucker Carlson says this couldn't be more horrible. I agree with him. I think it is horrible, but to me, the crime is bad enough. The crime is horrible. I agree. But you know what's even worse? The whacked out extremist views regarding it. Oh, what was this girl doing? What was she thinking? Jogging outside of her house uh, in the morning that early in the first place. Be a woman alone in Memphis, a white woman by herself. How dare her? What is she thinking? Wait a minute, folks. What narrative have we accepted in America today was uh, Tucker Carlson's point, and he's spot on. Why shouldn't she be able to go jogging in her neighborhood peacefully anywhere in America? See? We all know the rules and we supposedly accept them. That is the problem. Well, it's true. We all do know the rules. We know you just don't go to certain places. You don't go jog, especially if you're white in certain areas of the uh, country or whatever else. And, you know, the blacks could say the same thing. Hey, you don't go to certain places. To, you, know, you go to a very white, expensive, rich neighborhood. And, hey, the black guy will just get stopped because he's, what, existing being black? Well, the same thing's true with existing being white. If you don't believe me, just ask her. Oh, you can't. She's dead. Good point. That is the point. What's going on in America? Where are the Christians standing up for peaceful, civil, normal neighborhood? Where are the police to prosecute crimes and stop criminal activity to the point where people do feel safe? What's going on in America? What have we lost? How long will it be till all of America is like Memphis or like her neighborhood, etc.? Some are even saying, by golly, you know what? She's white. She deserves it. <laughs> Folks, we've lost our way in America. 70,000 people in Prague take to the streets to protest their Czech government, the EU, and the NATO as well. I'm not saying we all ought to take to the streets. I'm just saying, look, we need to understand what's going on here, folks. We're indoctrinating ourselves with propaganda and communist principles like you wouldn't believe. Americans' approval of labor unions, for instance, is at its highest point in 57 years. That's a shame. That comes straight out of the Communist Manifesto. Don't you know that, my fellow Americans? You're derelict in your duty when it comes to understanding the supreme law of our land. Our founders said you have a republic if you can keep it, and boy, howdy, we're not keeping it, are we? Former U.S. Senator, he's whacked out as all get out. His name is Rick Santorum. He called the FBI's raid on Mar-a-Lago an example of why Americans need a convention of states or a con-con to propose constitutional amendment that limit federal power. He says only 15 more states are needed to command a convention, which will allow states to have their own amendments. Yeah, Rick, let me just ask you a question. How well are we obeying the amendments that are already there? Yeah, good point, huh? All five guarantees in the first amendment are being violated at every turn by your government. The second amendment violated by Joe trying to steal your guns. Okay, more amendments aren't going to help. The only help we can hope for is morality in the people and the people to understand the supreme law of the land. 
and demand the checks and balances vertically and horizontally in America. That is our only hope. All right, impeachment Trump lawyer shows video of Democrats objecting to the 2016 election. We covered that. I thought they said there was no election fraud. Well, then how are they objecting to the 2016 election so strongly? You literally had Joe Biden right now, just in the last couple of days, saying no one will steal an election again. Oh, so, Joe, which one got stolen, my friend? Would you please answer the questions? Hillary Clinton says the 2016 election was stolen from her. These Democrats are all in the uh, Congress over 2016 claiming the elections were stolen, that something was wrong. Attorney Larry Clayman is the only one bold enough to stand up and say something about this. He says, quote, help us indict, try, and convict Biden, Attorney General Garland, FBI Director Ray, all over the raid of Donald Trump's home. I think we should. Biden literally just spending his time telling made-up civil rights stories, even though his aides are literally telling him it never happened. So Joe Biden's promoted the New World Order when he promised to defend our nation. Look, when you become an elected official, you swear an oath. You swear an oath to the supreme law of our land, the blueprint for liberty, that you will protect America from enemies foreign and domestic. And now he's promoting a global New World Order. Shame on Joe. Now, Donald Trump's lawyers may have walked into a perjury trap. New documents suggest Hans Monkey, I think is how you say his name, wrote this incredible uh, breakdown. And I agree. This is serious business. The DOJ's real focus is not on the photo that they put out. that's all over the news headlines, although that photo may be a problem for the Donald. The DOJ's real focus appears to be specifically on a grand jury subpoena dated May 11th, and then the certification signed by a Trump lawyer on June the 3rd. These two documents are the key to the problem. Both of these documents are included in the new filing by the Justice Department. And the idea is this. When Trump received a subpoena in May, he had two options, either comply or challenge the subpoena. He chose to comply. He should have challenged the subpoena. But then if Trump wasn't willing to hand over all documents, his team should have challenged the subpoena. They did not. What they did is try to narrow the scope. That's the problem. The bottom line is the lawyer for Trump might have walked into a perjury trap by attesting to something that was not true. Who will take the fall for the perjury is really the question we have now. You say, what are you talking about, Sam? Well, the Justice Department didn't ask for classified documents or this or that. They said all documents. So that's the debate. All documents. Well, all documents weren't turned over. Right? Unless the um, Justice Department planted evidence, there's documents right there on Trump's floor. Did they bring them in and plant the evidence? That's possible. Or did Trump not really turn over everything and his lawyer said that they did? The bottom line is the Justice Department set a very wide trap. The narrowing of the scope didn't help the Trump crew. I don't know if the attorney did it on purpose or was derelict in duty. Nevertheless, are they going to go after perjury? Is Trump in trouble? Time will tell. This is Liberty Roundtable Live.
Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the Liberty Roundtable live every Thursday, Honest Money Report. That means Brian Rust is in the house. RustQuinnagift.com. Welcome back, sir. Thank you very much, Sam. Glad to be with you. And Kelly Finnegan with us, ladies and gentlemen. He's a senior chemist, but he's also a master strategist, ladies and gentlemen. He's with us as well. And first, Brian, uh, a.k.a. Honest Money. Let's get the update on gold and silver, sir. Uh, gold uh, on the paper price today is seventeen fifteen. Back up, huh? Up about twenty dollars from last week. Seventeen fifteen even. Yep. All right, seventeen hundred and fifteen dollars silver. Uh, eighteen sixty four up about ninety cents. Wow. They just kind of love it sitting around that spot, don't they? Yeah, just the little peaks and valleys. They kind of up and down, up and down, up, 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 down. Yep. Play their game. Kelly, welcome, sir. Thank you very much. Good to be here. What do you say to the uh, gold and silver prices? They kind of dip for a bit right back up. Uh, it means to me the plunge protection team, those who manipulate the paper price of gold and silver, uh, most folks don't demand delivery or else the halt, uh, halt to the con game would be realized. Uh, but until then, they, they literally have ways to just kind of hold this steady, making you think there's no change in the economy when there really is, right? Yeah, and people should be backing their cars up, you know, to the doors of Brian's shop and buying all the gold and silver they can get right now. This is a, a great buying opportunity. But, yeah, they can they can suppress stuff, you know, as, as for quite a while, but the truth wins out in the end. All right, ladies and gentlemen. 
there is an interesting headline that I want to focus on right now. I don't know how to say this guy's name. <laughs> but the Fed's vice chair signals more rate increases are ahead. Leo Brainerd, I guess is how you say the name. L-A-E-L, Leo? B-R-A-I-N-A-R-D, Leo Brainerd. Federal Reserve's vice chair said, hey, the central bank is in this for as long as it takes to get inflation down, Brian. <laughs> okay. Oh, buddy, that's going to well, be a long time, brother. <laughs> We're in it for the long haul, I guess. Now that's, that's They've been at this for over 100 <laughs> years already, and now they're in yeah, for the long haul, Brian. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's uh, very interesting. You know, look what's happened over there in the, the central banks, the, the European uh central banks and so on i mean these, these you know they, they talk about the already the levels that they're facing the inflation with winter coming and energy costs and combined with uh, food prices and you know uh, gas is up 550 percent increase over the last 12 months and they kind of come back and say well you know that um you know our our central banks um they, they said that otherwise the politically motivated alarmists, as abundantly evident today, has been months of these statements are inter- entirely wrong. I mean, they, they were, were buying into the, the belief of, okay, we should be listening to the feds and these central bankers and all this. And now we're coming to find out, well, that's interesting. Inflation's, you know, they're at 9.1%. Uh, Germany hit a 40-year high of 8.8%. Italy in bars and restaurants are starting to show their gas prices just to show people the fact of, okay, here's our bills. I mean, it's, <laughs> well, okay, let's just, let's just uh, listen to what they got to say because it's been so right so long, right? <laughs> wow. And that is the quintessential point Brian's making, Kelly. What do you say to this? Well, the Bank of England just came out and told their people that we will be having a recession for the next five quarters. And that's the first time anybody can even remember a bank coming out and telling people that it's going to be bad for through all of next year. And because and, everybody knows it's bad, you know, and that it's going to be, be bad. But to, to have a central bank come out and tell people that we're in a recession and it's going to last for an, at least another five quarters, why would they do that other than trying to show people that they knew all along and trying to get people prepared so that this doesn't come as a big surprise to them when they're paying, like Brian said, their gas bills. They've gone up, you know, tripled, and then they're figuring they're going to go up 10 times for their natural gas, you know, and, and they get, they, they're the ones going to get screwed more with the Russian natural gas thing than anybody else. Well, you know, one, yeah. let, let me just go ahead, jump Brian. in here. Sorry, sorry, Sam, just jumping in here. But the point is, is, you know, we're to, to believe kind of what they've been telling us. There's no inflation. We're going to, you know, we're, we've got control of this. Just hold tight because of COVID. Not, you know, we're, we've got, it's, it's just not going to happen. And, and we're, we're, we're starting to not only see it, I mean, it's truly evident, but it's across the world. And then they come back out, and instead of saying, well, we kind of made some mistakes, they start to blame it on, well, COVID did this, or, or Russia, Russia and this Ukraine thing, that's the big problem. And they kind of, Instead of they divert what they were telling us before. Well, they're just lies. They keep telling us lies upon lies upon lies. And then we start to see it. 
and then they try to divert us into some other. Well, well, we'll look at this. They're they're at war, so we, you know, and so it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Goldman Sachs jumped out there and said it could exceed 22 percent by January. So if it's dying now, they're saying in Germany 22 percent. So I, okay, well, so they've just been telling us lies. David Rubenstein, the billionaire investor and co-founder of the Carlyle Group told CNN last week that the Fed is actively rooting for the unemployment rate to go up (laughs) to get inflation under control. You know what? They can't quite say this, but if the unemployment rate goes up to four, five, six percent inflation, well, we'll probably be tamed a bit. So they're saying, hey, you know what? You can't really say this, but that's what they want. They say the jobs market is too strong right now, and it's contributing to the very high cost of living. So um, they want to ease demand for workers. That way it'll create a balance and take the pressure off prices. Um, I, I don't understand this. I want to talk about this a little bit more because it doesn't make sense to me. Let me be very clear. So. U.S. job market versus inflation. The Fed eyes a very delicate balancing act, they say. Now, Kelly, I want to go to you first on this for a second. What are they talking about? Right now, we've got a situation where employers need employees to the point where the whole restaurant industry and most of the retail industry literally saying uh, we cannot even hardly keep our doors open because, one, prices are too high, and, two, I can't get employees. So let me get this right. Let's make prices higher so that I don't need employees. Because if I don't need employees, then I'm not asking for them, and then they don't need to fill those positions. But all that does is decrease the size and scope and breadth and capabilities of my business. Right? Let's say I'm a restaurant and I have 25 employees, and I need 50, just say. And so what they say is, I'm going to make all the prices higher. Then I'm going to come back and say, well, you know what? I can't buy more food. I can't expand. I was going to put on an expansion project. I'm not going to because I don't have the employees. Um, Now prices are so high, I guess I don't need those employees anymore. Uh, But now I'm just going to scale my business back to say, you know, I'm going to drop five employees because prices are so high. I can't help it. Now I don't have 50 employees like I wanted. I don't have the growth plans on the table that I wanted. I uh, now got to reduce and let's get rid of five employees because I got to reduce 20%. Now I've got 20 employees in a smaller business and prices are still crazy high. Now, how does that help me, Brian? I'm not very smart. How does that help me, Kelly? Let's start with you. I'm not very smart. Well, it's like the small town kind of by where I live. I went to get something to eat for the family, and uh, they just barely closed at, at 7 o'clock at night because they were understaffed. So they locked the door. But, uh, you know, they, it's, it's a demographic thing. We had all these baby boomers that were out there that were pushing the market, and now – they're starting to retire or stop working or, or some are even dying. And so you don't have as many people that can work, but they just think that, you know, the economy's too hot. No, it's just that it's slowing down. And, and, and they, you know, if, if you look at it a certain way, you could, you know, say, well, it's this or that, it could be either, but that's what's going on is we, we had a big bubble of people after World War II and now they're starting to get through the pipeline. And so they're starting to sell off their, their you know, 401ks or stocks to survive. 
and that's why the stock market's going down because there's more sellers than there are buyers and they just they just think oh well we're just going to make it you know so that there's just too many people working well there's just not enough people to work that's the problem that's why prices have gone up for paying people to work they they don't they don't look at it the right way they're looking at it from a different direction and that that's that's the problem and they always the the federal reserve is a reactionary organization they don't plan ahead they look back and then go from there wow let and gentlemen hang tight i want to talk about this more brian rust in seconds brian rust ladies and gentlemen kelly finnegan sam bushman RustCoinandGift.com. Get your constitutional currency today. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Normally not ones to talk about the Queen's health, her doctors are reporting to the world they are concerned for Queen Elizabeth's health. Niall Gardner on Fox News was an advisor to British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher. Hence the, the entire royal family is now gathering at uh, Balmoral. Uh, and uh, so I think the, the gravity of the situation is, um, is absolutely huge here. And uh, the Queen really is the, the heart and soul of the British uh, nation. She's greatly loved, greatly revered, and she's somebody who has lived her entire life for the sake of the British people. So she embodies the spirit of public service. Uh, she has overseen now 15 uh, uh, prime ministers, actually, and she just gave her assent to uh, the formation of a new British government headed by uh, Liz Truss. Police in Memphis, Tennessee, have arrested a repeat offender suspect after four people were killed and three others wounded in a series of random shootings in eight locations. At least one of the shootings was broadcast on Facebook Live. Memphis Mayor Jim Strickland. Anyone who wants to strike fear in our hearts and take away what we love about Memphis, we must unite around this principle and stand up to the challenge of violent crime in our city. After receiving a light sentence from attempted murder last year, 19-year-old Ezekiel Kelly was retaken into custody after the murderous rampage. The National Football League officially starts the season tonight. The 17 regular season games played over the next 18 weeks will start in Los Angeles, California, as the Rams host the Buffalo Bills, 8.20 p.m. Eastern on NBC. USA Radio News. You know, it's true. Difficult times have a way of focusing us. We have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending, our health care. No doubt. This is why so many people are joining MediShare right now. MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly health care costs. More than 400,000 people have already made the switch. It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season, with healthcare costs and out-of-pocket expenses going up, MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. And MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry that's worked beautifully for 29 years. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. 
Here you go. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. This half hour of Liberty Roundtable Live, specifically sponsored by RustCoinandGift.com. Take possession of your medal would be the advice of Brian Rust, who's with us now, along with well-known strategist Kelly Finnegan. We're talking about the jobless market, or U.S. job market. I called it the jobless market, making the point. They say the Fed eyes a delicate balance. Believe it or not, the Fed has now warned. So Fed officials have warned that the jobs market is too strong right now. And that's contributing to the very high cost of living, ladies and gentlemen. To cool inflation, the Fed is increasing the interest rate as fast as they can. They believe that will cool the economy and take pressure off prices. I don't understand any of that from a logical point of view. Brian, do you? Uh, no, but it's kind of, you know, you tie you know inflation and our, our monetary system and all this that the Fed so happy you know that we know what we're doing <laughs> it's just stupidity is, is is what it is but they you know they want to increase unemployment so that they can soften this <clears throat> labor market uh which is ridiculous so you know uh you know so you know, bringing down inflation increasing interest rates and you know make it hard for us americans to even obtain a home right pay for a mortgage, purchase a car, whatever. Well, and that's the problem, you see. Not only can employers, as I highlighted before, not expand because interest rates are too high, so they can't borrow. Costs are too high on all their cost of goods um, sold, etc. cetera. Uh, and now, though, so you, you slow down the business, you restrict business, but then you also restrict individuals because if companies are not hiring, they're laying off. You can say it's going to get more in demand, but the problem is, what if you go too far? What if you don't realize it? In other words, the signs oftentimes, it's kind of like getting sick with the flu. Oftentimes, I mean, if you knew ahead of time, hey, I'm going to get the flu, then I could go ahead and take, go home, take care of myself, not infect everybody else. But oftentimes, I don't know I have the flu, or I don't know that I'm sick until I've already affected everybody, infected everybody else. And it, Okay, so the Fed's kind of the same way. They don't realize the signs. I mean, they could try to play guesswork. They could pretend that they're, you know, great um visionaries or whatever but the truth is they don't know and if they wait too long or if they do anything else all they do is is create the price the problems they're very that they're trying to fight so if these businesses start laying off employees now businesses are shrinking and smaller in other words the whole economic output is smaller and then folks don't have jobs how are they going to buy cars so what you're doing is creating a spiral down vicious cycle that feeds on each other's realities Hey, there's no jobs for me, so I don't have a job. Therefore, I can't buy a car. Now the car dealer who uh, had to lay off people can't sell more cars, so now they're going to retract them. It's a self-feeding spiral down that the Fed's engendering with their actions, Brian. That's exactly right. And we we go back to kind of, you know, look at, uh, you know, this COVID thing. All of a sudden this COVID thing jumps up. Everybody's sick, right? Hey, we've got to shut business. Don't even open your store. We're mandating you don't go in and do anything. Close your door. I mean, we this ripple effect that's really kind of, you know, gone over the effect. Well, that's that's this this higher institution that we call our government that so so that has all the answers and yet it's just crumbling in our face. And and now now they don't want you to work and 
and we got to increase interest rates and and it, it, yeah it's just one more thing i mean it's just this you know and the, the reality is is the fact of our money system this fiat currency and so uh, the rich keep getting richer the elitists and it affects all us uh you know we improvising the masses of the middle class and others to to not work do this just listen to us we have the answers and look where look where we're at i mean it's it's ridiculous wow all right, Kelly, here's the statement and then your comment. If the Fed tries to slow down the economy to the point where they have inflation, what they would call under control, in other words, back down under or what they call a 2% goal, it would lead to the loss of the projection is 5.3 million jobs lost. And the unemployment rate would climb to 6.7%. Is it a a debate of exactly where interest rates would have to be into that scenario. But think about a loss of 5.3 million jobs, slowing the economy, uh, unemployment up. How's that going to help the tax base? And how's that going to help the growth of the economy? I just don't understand it. But that's what they feel like they have to do. The problem is their whole goal is to keep inflation down. Their whole goal is opposite of what they are now doing. It's insanity. Will we end up with stagflation? Uh, what's your thoughts on all this, Kelly? Well, you don't understand it, and they don't understand it either. Um, and and so, you know, the way that what they do is they change the way we measure things. So the way we measure mm. inflation isn't the way they used to do it back in you know 1980, and the way we measure unemployment isn't the same way that they used to do it back in the 70s and 80s. So they they change these things so the numbers look better, you know. And why don't we have zero inflation? Wouldn't that be great if you didn't lose money, uh, you know, when you put your money in the bank, that you don't lose 2% a year, you know, which really means that in 50 years you've lost everything. So they think they're trying to slow the economy down. That's the problem. The economy is slow. Try to go buy something and wait two weeks to get it. That doesn't mean that the economy's good. That means we're relying on other people to send stuff to us cheaper than we can make it here. They've already put people out of work because we can go buy it from China. So it's, 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 it's a disaster, and, and they don't get it, and they don't care. They're more worried about that inflation number than what it really means and what it does to people. It doesn't affect them. They're out of touch. Kelly is spot on, and, and the reason that I don't understand it, ladies and gentlemen, is because it's not understandable. Okay. The only real way to understand this is the following. The government wants to stay in control. And the only way they can stay in control is create an absolute monopoly on money, which that's what the founders rejected when they brought constitutional currency to the table. Yeah, the government was supposed to mint the money so that everybody had a, a, a stable standards that they could count on. But anybody could, could, could find gold or find silver or in their ground or whatever or bring work or anything else to the table that would represent value, okay? But when they create a monopoly on money, then they uh, create it out of nothing. They've already created the inflationary enemy by their very actions of monopoly and creating something out of nothing. In other words, pretending there's value where there isn't. With those lies and that monopoly now, they have to manipulate and and and. Uh, create this pendulum that swings back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, you know what? Inflation. Oh, got to raise interest rates. Interest rates. Oh, my gosh, they're too high. Got to reduce them. Um, you know what? People can't buy. Oh, the job market. You got to go ahead and decrease employees, increase employees. 
increase the growth of businesses, put in a bunch of money so that false prosperity takes place. But every time you turn around, what they do is they just fleece the people out of their assets, out of their money, out of anything of value over and over and over. Then they inject fake money in and make you pretend like you're prosperous. And it goes around and around and around and around. The whole bottom line to understand is it's just dishonesty at the core. And because of that, ladies and gentlemen, there is no good answer in this scenario. That's why when we say we don't understand it, it's because we want to believe prosperity and stability and asset-based success. That's what America was founded on, free enterprise, asset-based success. Well, there are no assets in this con game. There is no real money. There is no real wealth that can be counted upon because it's all betrayed by the lie of dishonest money by the creating something out of nothing, by the monopoly control, okay? So that's why it's not understandable. It's understandable of what they're doing and how they're doing it, but it's not understandable to find your way out of this. All they got to do is rob Peter to pay Paul, rob Peter to pay Paul, play games this way, that way, spiral of the economy up, then spiral of the economy down. And if it gets too bad, they got to go to war because then they can, quote, reset everything, supposedly. A war financial jubilee, and on the end of that war they come back and say hey let's pump some money into the system now and create a false prosperity like we've never seen before and everybody's then temporarily happy as they take another swig from the economic bottle of dishonesty and false prosperity never waking up to the headache of a reality of a of a drunkard so to speak of it of an economically addicted fake money scenario that's the reality check so i do understand more than i'm uh, admitting i'm just saying you cannot understand this because there's nothing to understand except for destruction and the transfer of wealth is the con game uh, the real understanding is to go back to the founding father ask money where there's not a monopoly on money where there's true asset-based economies wealth is derived at its very core of the medium of exchange and it must exchange asset or wealth or value for value and it's honest in its every transic- transic- um, transaction uh, Brian, there's my summary. That's just off the top of my head. Do you want to clarify so people get it? Well, I'm kind of you're, talking you're, in circles maybe, huh? <laughs> no, excuse me. Yeah, you're right on. I mean, this dishonesty, as you just, just called it, you know, they clutter our minds, as you said, round and round and round. So we're so cluttered, we 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 can't understand. We just don't get it. We can't understand. That's what they tell us. So, well, you need to rely on us to take care of you. You don't, you don't get it. So – that's you know that's why we're helping you to understand it because yes you really can't understand it but but rely on us and if we don't agree they identify it as oh well, you're a terrorist or you're whacked out you you're you know and so it, you know they point fingers at us like hey why aren't you jumping on board and it's it's absolutely ridiculous dishonesty as you said Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. I am Sam Bushman, Kelly Finnegan, Brian Rust, RustQuinnGet.com on your radio. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, 
happiest and most respected nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com. We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at FreedomFactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. FreedomFactor.org. Ladies and gentlemen, truth tellers on your radio. Brian Rust, RustCoiningGift.com. You got a friend in the honest money business, ladies and gentlemen. That's RustCoiningGifts.com. On the break, I said to Kelly and, and Brian, I said, hey, man, do you guys have some other things you want to kind of highlight relating to this? And Kelly brought up uh, an important reality check. You know, coming out of World War II, uh, the false prosperity um, was going on. But really, there was a, a great kind of a recession coming out of that. It took a long time to get back. Highlight that reality, uh, Kelly. Well, the stock market crashed in 29, and then it didn't get back to where it was there until 53. You know, it, it didn't just bounce Hold on, back. say that again. So it crashed in 1929. Right, And it and really didn't the, come back until 53, folks. Most people believe there was just prosperity right after the dip, but it isn't true. Kelly? No, we didn't, we didn't get back to that. And FDR kept it going by, you know, hey, you know, things are bad, and if I weren't in charge, it would be a lot worse. So that was kind of <laughs> his play, you know. And then, and then, you know, you want to keep it bad. And I was, you know, talking about how Gorbachev, you know, believed the whole communist thing until he came to the United States. Uh, when he was in power and looked around and said, we've been lied to. Things here aren't as bad as what we've been told. We've been told that, yeah, things are bad in the Soviet Union, but they're a lot worse than the rest of the world. And the Chinese believe that, too, until they get out. These students come to the United States and go to school and say, wow, you know, everybody's got something here. This isn't just like the, the elite that, you know, robbed from everybody else. So, it's, it's that perception thing. And we have such an open society, we can see this. And yet, people want to get involved watching TV and you know, get into the football or whatever and not really look at what's going on and appreciate what they have. Well, and that's why the communist Chinese don't really like their people traveling abroad. They'll do it for limited reasons uh, to promote the, quote, communist lifestyle and to make you believe that it's legitimate and awesome and incredible and They've got a few missions, but for the most part, that's why they don't really want their people engaging with the rest of the world. And we're starting to get more like that, too. You know, anything we do, the look overseas to try to bring reality to the markets. The mainstream press just downs what we're looking at, going, oh, you're off on some international conspiracy mission. How dare you? And, and this kind of stuff. But the truth is our actions are what is literally grinding the face of the poor. It's the, at the core of every single transaction in America uh, is dishonesty. 
Uh, and it's all designed to keep the government in dictatorial control of us. We feel like we have free markets because, I guess, compared to China and in your face, we've got a, a at least a modicon of free markets, um, some idea of something. Uh, but we don't have a free market at all in America, Brian. Everything we do is manipulated at the core <laughs> of the Federal Reserve and the central bank and uh, regulation everywhere. I went to a guy to look for a car. And I said, hey, I need this car. And he's like, yeah, we don't have very many gas vehicles. The used market is kind of, uh, you know, there's a shortage going on because everybody is trying to get a hold of them. I don't have any of those. But you can buy a new electric vehicle. Sam, it's incredible. I said, great. Show me one of these. He goes, well, I don't have one. I said, well, how the heck am I going to buy one if you don't have one? He said, well, listen, you can get on the waiting list. It's incredible. And I said, well, how long is the waiting list? He said, well, it's a couple of years. <laughs> but when it's your turn, you'll get one. It's incredible. They, they've got incentives. They've got this. They've got that. This poor guy doesn't even have anything to sell me, Brian. That's right. We've so, we've it's insane. <laughs> it's it sounds great, doesn't it? If you wait a couple, and then of here's years what off. I said to him. I said, "How do you make money then if you don't have anything to sell?" He said, "Well, I take these orders in advance." Right. So see what that means. You know, do you get paid in advance? Well, I'm sure you get some kind of a base or something. But if you're selling all these vehicles in advance, what's that going to do to the economy later? Because if I wait for two years and struggle and limp along with my old car for two years until then I get my vehicle, but they sold it two years ago, what are they going to sell me in two years? Are they going to put me on another waiting list? Or what? what I'm saying, I don't understand it, Brian. <laughs> I'm just like so stupid. <laughs> I like that. Well, you know, in two years you might not get the vehicle, but maybe you start with an electric bike. He'll give, he'll give you an electric bike, and then you'll oh, have wow. that for another couple of years, and then then we'll kind of we'll go from there. But you know, it, it is it, it is ridiculous. We kind of look at this, and and that's one of the factors in my business. In a sense, I I tell people, look, what happens next is the fact of of availability. You know, all of a sudden that crunch of availability and getting because there isn't really the supply that you think or, oh, yeah, now I'm just going to go down. Things have gotten real where I'm, I'm going to go down and purchase metal or so on. Well, what happens is the availability now uh, from three weeks to a month to two months, six months, whatever. And I, to I tell people, look, I'm not taking your current. I'm not taking the money and, 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 and say, well, I'm going to give it to you in six months because I don't want to play that game. Maybe I don't get it in six months. I've taken your money. I don't get it now here's your money back. Do I have the money? Is that, is that, so I just don't want to deal with that. So the key is, is, is preparation is it's just planning right now, not, not to wait for, you know, to when I can't get product and, and the crunch is it's now six months delivery. Uh, you know, sorry, uh, I'm digressing here, but I, I read this thing that said, if people lose confidence in the dollar, no more army of PhDs will save it. You know, no one can say, uh, you know, yet no one can say whether confidence in the dollar has passed the point of no return due to Fed blunders, debt ceilings, debacles, and precautions of the Russians and Chinese. So, so basically, we look at what our dollar's doing, and we keep seeing, okay, well, it's kind of going, going, going. Well, maybe it's gone, but we are, we've already talked about the fact of, you know, going off real money and where we're at today. So it's, it's evident. Look at everything that's happening. You can't get your car for two years. Sorry, but there you go. What do you say, Kelly, of this? <laughs> what, 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 I mean, well, think about that. We're, we're borrowing from the future now, you know, because people are out of money. So they have to, you know, it used to be you put half down on a house and you maybe finance the rest for five years. 
you know, now, now cars are seven and a half years. Um, you know, they're looking at hundred year mortgages now. So we're just borrowing from the future. And, and so there, there's just no, you know, to keep things going the way they're going, you have to do that. It's because, you know, it, and, and China's even worse. I mean, people are putting money down on new apartments that they're buying and then paying, you know, payments for years and they haven't even moved in yet. They have to keep paying on it. And it's, the builder's on to the next thing because he just made his money and, you know, gave his cut to the government and, you know, paid the bribes and stuff. And now their people are starting to say, no, we're not, we're, we're not going to pay, keep paying rent anymore. Well, this will hurt your credit score. Well, so, you know, I, I can't afford to pay for an apartment I'm living in and the one that I just bought. And so it will it, come to a crash. And like Brian says, you know, there's this thing called unobtainium. And you get to a point where it's you know you can't you can't get it. I don't care what. Yeah, you is want that a metal unobtainium? Yeah, <laughs> yeah a, a, a metal the that they could trade on. They could actually do put paper plays. They could buy unobtainium, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, unobtainium and <laughs> then unobtainium. Then unobtainium would become attainable because you could buy it on paper, Brian. <laughs> wow. Like no, listen, <laughs> think about this, ladies and gentlemen. In the early 60s, before they, they pegged gold at like $35 an ounce and all this other shenanigans to, to, to divorce us from constitutional currency and violate the law, they should all be criminals and thrown in prison, by the way. Uh, but I, I digress. Look, this reality check, um, you used to be able to buy a Volkswagen VW Beetle. You know, for, uh, the, the, the cost for a brand new car was 800 bucks. Back in the day. And you could buy a house for like $17,000, no problem. Now houses are a half a million or more. Uh, and uh, cars are $30,000, $40,000 or more. Even when you started to take a loan out on a car, a loan was like 24, 36, 48 months was considered kind of crazy. Now you can get 72-month loans on cars, 84-month loans on cars, no problem. Do you see the direction we're headed, ladies and gentlemen? How is this going to get better? And the answer is it can't. They can temporarily ease something. Okay, it reminds me of trying to put a balloon in a bottle, uh, Kelly. You know, I push on one side and I get part of the balloon in and I press on the other side. If I'm not careful, I'm going to pop the balloon. So I'm trying to stuff all these sides and get the balloon in the bottle, but I just can't get it done. I'm fear of popping it. In other words, crash, destroying the whole thing. Uh, but yet I got the only way I can make something look better and so if I press part of the balloon in and show you the side that I've got pushed into the bottle, you're going, oh, you're almost there. You're making progress. <laughs> and if you don't see the other side, you're going, oh, um, is it, does this analogy make any sense? <laughs> That's well, right. It, it does. And what, what these guys are doing is trying to make sure that this balloon doesn't pop on their watch. If I can just keep pushing it on to the next guy, it'll be his problem. You know, but I want everybody to think I was great and I made – you know, made them worth a lot more money and got them more things, you know, even though it's all just a, a charade. But as long as it doesn't go down on my watch. Wow. I almost yeah. don't even know how to respond to this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, no, look, that's... you're not going to get rich <laughs> with gold and silver, Brian. Uh, but you are going to create a hedge, a stability in your life. The more you put back to constitutional currency, if you do it wisely and invest in the real metal, the Founding Fathers understood something, Brian. No, that's exactly right. You're, you're, you've got value. There's tradable value, and we've seen that forever uh, based on that. I, you know, I, I kind of – these politicians want you to kind of 
to, uh, like Kelly said, you know, just in, uh, on my watch, you know, I, maybe it's re-election or whatever. I'm, I, I got to make things look better and, hey, we're going to take care of you. And, hey, maybe if, if you're struggling or so on, we've got some money we can give you. We're going to have another, you know, we're going to push money your way, spend some more money on this and that and the other bridge that goes nowhere. But we're going to spend the money and give you some more Federal Reserve notes. It's going to make you feel good. And as long as you feel good, then I'm going to stay in office and I can keep keep playing this game. But the game is not going to uh, go forever, and then someone else can have it, and I'll be done and have my – it's like Fauci. I mean, he's he you take it, you know, lie and you cheat and you do all these things, but, man, his retirement looks awful good. He can go around and speak and, and, and make more money. It's a, it's a big game. And right now, you know, we're all confused. What do we do? But uh, peace of mind is – is preparation, whether it be food or whatever we we need to secure, so that we can take care of us and bless the lives of other of God's children and you know around us and and turn to God and and that's kind of I think where we need to be. Really quick, you know the yes, founding sir. fathers, the founding fathers saw that because of the continental the wars, you know the Revolutionary War and the continental currency, and how how quickly the inflation took off with paper. And they, they, they just vowed that they weren't going to let that happen again. So they made specie the only way that you could deal, that was gold and silver. Because they saw what happens if you get into a fiat currency. Firsthand, they lived through it. Amen. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I submit to you that we can't really solve this problem ourselves because the government has created a monopoly on dishonest money, and inflation is your enemy. And the Federal Reserve is even your bigger enemy because inflation will eat you up. The Federal Reserve might do something to, to reduce inflation, but all they'll do is they'll find something else. Well, man, inflation's down, but you don't have a job. <laughs> oh, um, you have a job, but now inflation. Oh, um, well, wait a minute. We raised the interest rates, so now you have a job and inflation's down, but interest rates are so high you can't afford anything. See what I'm talking about, folks? The only real answer to this is get rid of audit and end the Fed and move to honest money government's not about to do that we're not even close to getting that done in the meantime you got to create a hedge that is constitutional currency to create a stability in your own financial world rustcoinagift.com can help you get that done that's rustcoinagift.com in the meantime pray hard get a little food a little beans a little bit of bullets a little bit of band-aids a little bit of everything you and your family need to create an insulation as you invest in provident living that would be our recommendation for kelly finnegan sam bushman and brian rust of rustcoinagift.com we declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore our grand old republic, but you got to get involved, make it a great day, and choose the right, will you? We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic of the United States of America. Thank you, gentlemen. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for September the 8th in the year of our Lord. 2022 this is our two of two and the goal always 
to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land. The Constitution for the United States of America is our guide. And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. We are live six days a week, two hours a day. The rest of the time, we're preparing all the news the networks refuse to use. Then we bring the Liberty Roundtable live with incredible hard-hitting guest after educational hard-hitting guest. It's tremendous on your radio. Last hour, we had on Brian Rust, RustCoinandGift.com, Kelly Finnegan, a senior chemist, and he's an incredible strategist as well. Uh, and we're talking about the Honest Money Report, constitutional currency, gold and silver. We talked about the Fed's vice chair signaling more rate hikes. They're going to hike the interest rates as long as they can till they quell the inflation. The problem is it's the U.S. job market versus inflation. The Fed has a delicate balancing act they're trying to keep an eye on. Fed officials have warned that the job market is too strong right now. Yeah. And it's contributing to the very high cost of living. To cool inflation, the Fed is increasing interest rates. What they want to do is just reduce the job market. And they believe that will cool prices. It will. It'll be great. You'll have lower prices and no job. Billionaire David Rubenstein highlights this reality when he told CNN last week, the Fed is actively rooting for the unemployment rate to go up to get inflation under control. And he kind of says, hey, they can't say this, but here's what's going on. Uh, you know what? He's right. If the Fed tries to slow the economy, though, to the point where inflation gets back down to their, quote, 2% goal, it would be to the loss of 5.3 million jobs and the unemployment rate climbing to 6.7%, ladies and gentlemen. Do you want that? I certainly do not. I don't think that helps at all. So, ladies and gentlemen, all they do is rob Peter to play Paul, rob Peter to pay Paul. It is not a good strategy. Uh, it never works. All it does is fleece the average Joe, the middle class, out of their middle class status. And either you launch to the rich, and then the rich keep getting richer, or you fall from the middle class to a, what do you want to call it, third world status? Poverty ridden? Struggling to make ends meet? What term do you use to describe it? I don't know. But the sad part in America is when America was founded by our great founding fathers who understood honest money, we had a stable economy. It wasn't perfect. It had cycles like everything does. Sometimes there's too many workers. Sometimes there's not enough workers. Sometimes you have a bad crop. There's not enough wheat. There's, there's cycles. There's a little bit of a boom and bust in things. Uh, but it's not centrally controlled. It's not a monopoly. And it's not the wild swings we've seen since the dishonest money boom. Over the last 100 years, we've experienced, right? That's just the reality check. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, you can expect this to get worse. As they go ahead and try to slow the economy, they're going to create a problem. You won't be able to get jobs. Yes, prices will go down. Yes, inflation will become in check as they raise interest rates because nobody will be borrowing. A very few people will be spending. It's a spiral down of the economy. The problem is if they push too hard and spiral it down too fast, well, we'll be in a situation where we were in before in, what, COVID times? Huh, 
In COVID times, you literally had a deal where all the businesses were closed and nobody was working and everybody was stagnant. Now they try to bring the economy back and they bring it back too fast to whatever you want to say. Um, and now they've overstepped. And now they're saying, whoa, we went too fast. we got to slow down. What happens if they put the gas and the brakes and the gas and the brakes and the gas and the brakes, but they fail to put the brakes or the gas on at the right times? Then they literally magnify the problem. Okay, that pendulum just starts to swing, 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 swing. And it's going to hit anybody that gets in the way on either side of the equation. Wow, I got a job making a ton of money. Yeah, but everything costs more. Wow, I lost my job net making it. I can't make any money. I lost my job. Yeah, there's nothing to buy because it's too expensive. Oh, uh, yeah. What? Well, I want to buy a house. Yeah, you don't got a job. Oh, I want to buy a house. Yeah, you can. You got a job, but interest rates are so high uh, that you. Oh, man. I, Folks, this is the problem with the games they're playing. It is disaster, ladies and gentlemen. Disaster. Uh, that's the problem. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest, Mary Taco, or Toko, I should say. It's Mary Toko. She is an international speaker, author, independent researcher, natural health coach. She's considered an expert on the dangers of vaccines. She's been researching natural immunity, vaccine risks, healthy living for over 40 years, folks. And she understands vaccines, the risks, the responsibilities, and your rights. She will empower and ignite your passion for the truth and make you confident in your vaccine decisions. Uh, she used to be a broadcaster for a long time with Republic Broadcasting. I've known who she is forever. She does a phenomenal job. But you know what? She reached out to me the other day and said, hey, Sam, what's going on? Just wanted to check in. We started talking. And you know what? We used to have Alan Phillips as our vaccine expert on the radio. And as you know, the, the deep state belligerents went out of control uh, and the bar has been attacking poor dear Alan Phillips to where he just doesn't have time to be on the radio with us anymore. So we lost our vaccine expert, so to speak. Now, I'm somewhat of an expert in my own right. I haven't vac vaccinated any of my kids, I'll tell you that, and I got eight of them. Uh, nevertheless, though, she is a premier vaccine expert, and we're delighted not only to welcome her to the broadcast today, but she's going to be a regular going forward you got to dig it. Mary, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. I'm just delighted to be here with you today, Sam. Thank you so much. You are very welcome. I've done my best to kind of give a thumbnail sketch of you. Uh, your credentials uh, are there from long, long, long time uh, hard work. Uh, but catch people up a little bit on you and what drives you in this cause. Well, back in the 70s, before I had my first child, um, I started researching the vaccines. I was married to the father of my five, uh, who's a chiropractor, and we decided back in 1979 that we were not going to utilize vaccinations. But even more than that, Sam, we, we decided to raise our children without medication and drugs unless it was really medically necessary. So we took a complete 180-degree turn away from what everyone else was doing, and we raised our children outside the medical model, um, which basically means the only time you go to a doctor is when you have an emergency or you have something that requires, you know, care, acute care, whatever. So my children never had a pediatrician. We never had a prescription filled in our home. Uh, we didn't do the well baby visits. We raised our children with a good, healthy lifestyle, uh, chiropractic care. I home educated four of my five because even back then in the 80s and 90s, 
I saw the problems with public education. And so we just, we just were different than most people. And, and it opened up a whole um, arena to me because I have 10 brothers and sisters. And they were all raising their children. And, of course, you know, you sit around the Thanksgiving table and you talk about stuff. And here I am. I'm having my babies and I'm having home birth and with midwives and not doing the pediatrician stuff. And so I ended up learning how to defend my position very well by just discussing it with my family members. And before you know it, I'm just like so passionate about it because what I noticed back then, Sam, was that all of my friends at church who were vaccinating their babies, you know, were in, were in the nursing mommy room on Sundays and they're all talking about how sick their kids are. They have ear infections. They're on antibiotics. They're complaining, and I started to say, look, ladies, there's another way. You know, why do you think? Why do you think this is how it's supposed to be? And um, a couple of things happened. First of all, I found out that I became very unpopular. I stopped getting invited to all of the, you know, uh, baby showers. (laughs) I stopped getting invited out to weddings. Um, I stopped getting invited out to all the mommy things because I was speaking out against the sacred cow vaccinations. And that made me develop a pretty tough shell because I determined yeah, back started, in the 80s. They started to say, no, no, don't invite Toko, right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh, she's one of those. She's crazy. She's radical. She, her kids aren't vaccinated. Her kids are a threat to our children, whatever. And um, no matter what I said, and I was very kind, it just immediately I got cut off from the group. And I could see where it was going. But, you know, it made me mad that these women were not even open to hearing or thinking about it. But I decided I wasn't there to be popular. And that made me more determined than ever to learn everything I could so that I could go up against the best doctors, nurses, lawyers, you name it. So it really challenged me. And I have been that way ever since. I am passionate about this this, this discussion. I've been, as you mentioned, speaking all over the United States and Canada for years and years. Now I can't go to Canada and speak because any doctor who has me in Canada speaking will lose his license. So I'm pretty much um, you know, doing it on our soil. But um, I'm just determined to wake people up. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. It's important to understand who she is and what she does. Her website, marytoko.com. And Toco is T-O-C-C-O, MaryToco.com. She's got a book. She's got a DVD series. She's got some incredible information we're going to be talking about on your radio. Come celebrate the supreme law of the land at Loving Liberty's Constitution Day Dinner. Have you ever asked yourself, what's so great about America? Find out with guest speakers Lawrence Reed from Atlanta and Jeff Uch from Tucson, Arizona. We will also be introducing our new podcast, Ask an Immigrant. Join us Saturday, September 17th at 7 p.m. Located at Liberty Hall, 3677 North 2000 West, Far West, Utah. Get your tickets today at lovingliberty.net. 
That's lovingliberty.net. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Mary Toko with me. Her website, marytoko.com. Mary Toko, Toko is an international speaker. She's an independent researcher, a natural health coach. She's also the vice president of the Foundation for Pediatric Health. She got started with her own children, ladies and gentlemen, but now it's become a 40-year-long-plus passion. Mary is considered an expert on the dangers of vaccines. And here's what's interesting to me. Since you started in this, uh, Mary, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was bad then. The vaccines were harming people. Uh, our dear friend Barbara Lowe Fisher at the Vaccine Information Center and others uh, literally had their kids destroyed by vaccinations. That was back then in the 80s. But we've gone from the frying pan into the fire. They're cranking up vaccines via big pharma like you wouldn't believe. And they've been doing so for years. The number of, quote, required vaccinations have increased, 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 creating autism. Then they claim it doesn't. They lie. Uh, The evidence is there, but they won't admit to it. It's kind of like election fraud. The evidence is there, but they won't even talk about it. They just say you're a nutcase. Uh, But you know what? Between 1980, when when, um, Mary started in 2020, they had been ratcheting up vaccinations big time, creating all kinds of of health hazard for people. But when we hit COVID, (laughs) literally we realized, you know what? These are bioweapons to these people, Mary. Yep, they are. And and I saw this coming years and years ago. Um, You know, it's unfortunate. I've known Barbara Fisher since back then. She helped me form the first state organization called Michigan Opposing Mandatory Vaccines, back in 94, and um, then it is now called Michigan for Vaccine Choice. I was on the board as the director of research for years and years. I no longer live in Michigan. I'm no longer on that board. But, you know, it's been very sad to watch this because no matter how hard people like her and myself and and uh, Ted Corin, who's an incredible chiropractor, Neil Miller, who's an author, um, no matter how hard 
we were screaming and shouting, this train has been going full force. And as you see, we now have the COVID, which they're trying to give our children. But this is the COVID has been um, kind of like a wake-up call. I think it, there's a silver lining to all of this. Because for years and years, everyone thought the vaccines were so safe. And they thought they were so tested. And they had faith in their doctor. And they had faith in the, the FDA. And, and now, because of this COVID scam, people are waking up. They're, they're looking at it all more carefully. Um, I do think that there's a huge awakening taking place. Uh, we have Del Bigtree on the scene now. Robert Kennedy Jr. has been on the scene for many, many years. I really think that there is a silver lining to what is going on. And my goal is to reach the parents and, and get them to see that it's not just the COVID that is such a danger. It's all the vaccines. And that the very foundation of vaccinology is outdated and flawed and is designed to reduce population, to cause infertility, and to make our children dependent on medication and drugs for the rest of their life, setting up pharma for the big payroll. You got to wonder what their end game is. Um, and we, I say you got to wonder because a lot of people are confused about this. I don't think we have to wonder. I think the documentation is there. Uh, the documentation really on this is hidden in plain sight, meaning if you don't go hunt for it, you don't know about it. But yet if you do spend the time on it, it's absolutely available in there. Their real goal is to promote big pharma by making everybody sick. That brings in tons and tons and tons of money. That's their motive. But they also want population control. They want to reduce the population big time. And they also believe in the eugenics movement, ladies and gentlemen. These people literally um, have a goal to almost create a split race, so to speak. They want their selves, the elites, to live forever. They want to dumb the rest of us down into kind of a monkey-style status. I know that sounds insane, but the eugenics movement is live and well. They might have divorced themselves from Hitler back in the day. Uh, they literally safe-harbored him to Argentina to live out his life in prosperity and stability and safety. Uh, but look, these people are master eugenicists. And they're, they are creating bioweapons with a goal of those things, reducing the populations, separating the intelligences, keeping us sick for big pharma and big money. They've got a lot of agendas, but it ultimately relates to control over the population of the world. How far off am I, Mary? You're right on. And, and this has been the fact. In fact, Bill Gates, as many of your listeners probably know, um, did a TED Talk, gosh, it had to be 12 or 15 years ago. And he was talking about how... We have to reduce the carbon footprint, and the best way to do it is through better family services, you know, referencing, I imagine, abortion, better family services, and he went on to say um, better vaccinations. And I've been playing that video in my lectures for years because people have to see that when he says that, why on earth would a vaccine reduce population unless it had anti-fertility drugs, medication, or chemicals in it. And that's exactly what they've been doing. I believe the, um, uh, the, the vaccination they give to young girls, the Gardasil cervical cancer vaccine, could and most likely does have anti-fertility uh, medication and drugs because a lot of the doctors are finding that young girls, after getting that vaccine at 12, 13, and 14, are basically their periods are stopping and they're going into ovarian failure. 
But we have to remember that Bill Gates' father was very, very involved in setting up Planned Parenthood. So you're right. It's all about eugenics. It's been going on for years, and it's been done right in front of us in plain sight. But people are too busy with life. They were too busy. You know, our generation, Sam, we really are to blame for a lot of this because our generation was more focused on making the money and having a good life. And all this was going on in the background, and no one was paying attention. And when our children back in the, uh, I believe it was the 80s, started having problems with uh, um, uh, attention deficit hyperactivity, they used to call it hyperkinetic. People didn't link it to the vaccines, but that's exactly what was ca- causing it. And then it became And let me um, stop you there depression. for a second, Mary. I think sure. people, meaning we didn't link it, but the elites have known this forever. When you understand that they're doing this intentionally, you begin to understand. At first we think, oh my gosh, maybe they didn't know. Oh my goodness, maybe they've harmed, oh my goodness, maybe it was an accident. Well, your average doctor might not know. The average Joe in society doesn't know, that's for sure. But these elites that are pushing this, forcing this on the populations in America and around the world, they know these things, Mary. Absolutely, they do. And it's unfortunate that I think so many doctors are stuck in the, they're stuck in the crossfire, you know, but we have to realize that when the doctor goes to school, they don't learn about all the ingredients in vaccines and all the adjuvants in vaccines. They go, they learn what they're told to learn to pass their boards so they can get their license and they can practice. They do not have an option or an opportunity to stop and question and to research themselves. So they come out thinking and believing that these things are great, that they save lives, that they are, basically they come out believing they're the sacred cow of medicine. And so the problem is, is they don't have the education to make an informed decision when it comes to these vaccines. And then you look at who, of course, you know this, who controls the schools, who control, controls the funding those schools get, who controls the, the FDA and the uh, Institute of Medicine. It's all big pharma. So everything that the schools get comes out of big pharma. And so that's really the biggest problem. And, and Sam, I tell people, they're like, you know, well, what, what can we do about it? You can start in your own home, in your own family, in your own neighborhood. Changes have to begin. And that's why when, my, when you say that the, the evidence is right out in front of you, well, as you know, we're being censored all over the place. And a lot of the research I've been accumulating over the last 40 years is being eliminated from the Internet. And that's why I created my DVD series called Vaccinations, Risk, Responsibility, and Rights. I have on that six-part DVD series going all the way back to the polio vaccine, documentation, research from all the journals, all the research books, so that it cannot be lost. They can't get rid of it because I've got it. And that's what I want people to know. Ladies and gentlemen, the information is available. you got to know where to look. We're going to take a break in a second. When we come back, I want to spend time with Mary on her book because that really can give you a lot of information can give you really all the information that I mentioned in plain sight that you normally got to go hunt for. Uh, You know what? 
You can have it as a reference guide. You can have it as a, as a read-through so you understand. But it will build your confidence and help you with talking points that can literally shatter the myths and the deceptions. It will arm you with questions to help you ask the right questions to put those who don't know and or who lie on the defense. We're not only going to talk about the book. We're going to talk about the incredible DVD series available as well. And we're going to do it all in seconds with Mary Toko. MaryToko.com. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Pursuing Liberty. Using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The missing suspect in Canada's stabbing massacre is dead following his capture. Police say he died shortly after his arrest when he went into a medical episode and did not return. 32-year-old Miles Sanderson was captured after police forced the stolen car he was driving off a highway in Saskatchewan. One of the victim's brother, Daryl Burns, on USA Today. I want the world to know, and I want the world to know that in every Native community across Canada, there are good people in there. This is a random act of, of, of violence by people who were not in the right mind. Extensive heat and dangerous fire weather is threatening much of the West and into the plains, particularly in California and Montana, where firefighters are battling several massive wildfires. At last report, there are 66 large fires across eight states, mostly in the West, according to the National Interagency Fire Center. Senseless lawlessness continues to plague the United States. We return to Memphis, Tennessee, Mayor Jim Strickland. My deepest sympathy and condolences to the victims and their families who are suffering from this senseless murder rampage. Police in Memphis, Tennessee, arrested 19-year-old Ezekiel Kelly, who should have been in prison, but was let out early for attempted murder last year. Mr. Kelly is accused of randomly shooting and killing four people and injuring at least three in eight different locations Wednesday afternoon. Normally not once to talk about the Queen's health, her doctors are reporting to the world they are concerned for Queen Elizabeth's health. Niall Gardner on Fox News was an advisor to British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher. Uh, and uh, so I think the, the gravity of the situation is, um, is absolutely huge here. USA Radio News. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-568-2790. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-568-2790. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-568-2790. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-568-2790. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. 
Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio. Mary Toko with me. We're talking about vaccines, ladies and gentlemen. They've literally created these bioweapons. It's sad to say, folks, but these people do not have our interest at heart. They have a psychotic, satanic agenda. MaryToko.com is her website. That's T-O-C-C-O. Mary Toko is her name. And she's an expert on the dangers of vaccines, folks. And she's got a new book out, Natural Immune Development. Mary? Yes. Well, uh, the reason I wrote this book, Sam, is so many parents have decided to not vaccinate their children. But if they don't have a good basic foundation of how our immune system develops and how it functions, then when their children are running fevers or not feeling well, they're going to run to the doctors. They're going to end up, you know, taking medications that perhaps aren't necessary. They're going to end up getting pushed back into vaccinations. I've seen it happen dozens and dozens of times, you know, where the parent will call me months later. Oh, my child was sick. I went to the, you know, the, the hospital or the walk-in clinic and, and, and they forced me to give her a flu shot. And now she's really, really ill. So the bottom line is I finally buckled down and I wrote my book. Um, and basically it's a deeper understanding of our immune system. And I, I quote two really phenomenal immunologists in my book as well. So this isn't just based on, you know, my opinion. I bring out the science. And so within this book as well, I talk about what the immune system looks like when it's developing, how it starts when a baby's only developed five weeks in utero. Um, We now know that that child's immune system begins to function and starts um, developing and and showing signs of development by the time they're only developed five weeks in in gestation, which is phenomenal, and people don't realize this. And they have an actively functioning immune system when they are born, but it's underdeveloped. And so parents need to understand that while it's developing, it can only develop while it's in combat. So they're going to be exposed to, you know, spores and fungus and mold and mildew and bacteria and dust and everything in their environment. And while they're being exposed to all of these things, their body is going to go through a series of challenges. And in the process of being challenged, it develops its immune system. And so parents have to learn to recognize what that looks like and to not be afraid of that. And one of the most important functions that a, a child will begin to, to do or to ex, um, uh, express is a fever. And many times when a child begins to run a fever, they're usually about six, seven, eight months old. And the parents will freak out and run and give their child a drug to reduce the fever when, in fact, they don't understand that that child's immune system is responding appropriately to its environment. And that the purpose of the fever is to help indoctrinate that human body to its environment. So the book really goes into detail about how important it is to allow our children to develop their immune system in combat, what that looks like, and then at what point a parent maybe should seek medical help. You know, I'm not a medical doctor, I'm not a nurse, and I don't give medical advice. But I help people to understand how the human body functions, and how to recognize a healthy functioning immune system, Sam. And let's be very clear, ladies and gentlemen, a fever is the natural body's intentional response, okay? The body has an incredible ability 
to care for itself, to heal itself. As long as we don't tamper with its systems with either malnutrition, uh, the lack of uh, appropriate things that we need, plenty of sleep, plenty of water, uh, we need to reduce stress. I and mean, there's things that we need to do to keep the body in its, in its uh, great state, so to speak. But it does very well. And uh, there are times when things get out of balance that we need to help the body. Uh, there are times that, you know, hey, a fever can get too high and you got to worry. But those things, believe it or not, are relatively rare. What we tend to do is think a pill can solve every ill. What we tend to do is think that somehow we can just go ahead and intervene anytime we want to without any consequences. And nine times out of ten, the intervening becomes the problem. Uh, the, uh, you know, whatever, the ounce of prevention uh, wasn't there. Now you need a pound of cure, and then we go to the wrong cures because we jump in too quickly. This happens in childbirth oftentimes. This happens with children because, of course, it's all about the children, don't you know? But oftentimes, if we'd trust in God, if we'd step back, if we'd learn how the holistic nature of the body really works, we would be very hesitant to intervene. We would, be, we would watch for signs to know when it may be necessary, but we would be very careful. And it would be a secondary nature, not a primary um, effort. We would be very hesitant to go to doctors. We would be very hesitant uh, to interfere with the normal body's um, ebbs and flows and changes and responses and such. I think that's one of the great things that we as a people need to learn. Because in Western medicine, we just simply believe that big pharma pay them money. And, hey, it's like a TV show. In 30 minutes, it's all solved. No, we're just masking problems and eventually down the road making the problems worse. Uh, Mary, and I think that's what, what really parents need to kind of understand as a starting point for this discussion. Absolutely. They have to realize that God did not make any mistakes when he developed our human body. Now, if somebody thinks that we came from a big boom, um, then that's their problem. I happen to believe that we are miraculously and incredibly made and that God didn't make us flawed. And, you know, I am a Christian. I have no problem saying that. And I do believe that we are created by the hand of God. And, you know, the, the animals out in the wild, Sam, they don't need medication and drugs. They, don't, they know exactly what to do intuitively, um, and, and they do just fine. And, but the, the man, because we, we are intelligent beings, we have a tendency to get in our way, and we give more credit to the man in the white coat than we do to the person or the God that created us. And, so, and also when you think about it, you know, and I'm just going to mention this biblically, that God, he made all the animals first, and then he said, I am going to make man in my image. So we are even better made than the animals because we're made in his image. But people do not understand, because they don't understand symptomatology in the body, they think it's bad. So when I was raising our children with my husband, who's a, you know, my ex-husband who's a chiropractor, we never used the term sick in the home. If a child was running a fever or if they had a body rash or they had a tummy ache um, or they had a headache, we said, okay, your body's talking to you. Let's figure out what's going on. Um, if they were running a high fever, we got them comfortable. And I talk about how to do all of this in my little book. By the way, Sam, this book is compact. It's only, I think, 95 pages. And I go into all of this in the book on how I treated and took care of their body while they were running fevers because I did have one child who was a really hot fever runner, and it's challenging. It's not always easy, but we avoided medication. We avoided, you know, reducing the fever, and we allowed his body to work, and he's now 40-year-old father of three, doing amazing. 
But we have to realize that modern medicine is not that modern. They are constantly learning, and they're constantly changing everything. Um, do you know, Sam, this is something I put in my book, which while I was researching for it, I discovered that in, ni- in 2018, they discovered a new organ in the body, and it is the largest organ in the body. It's called the interstitium organ, um, a short-term for it is a fluid highway system. Uh, we know that our body is about 60% water, and the interstitium is a structured, fluid-filled space within all the tissues, within all the organs, and is considered an organ of itself. It's connected to all the internal structures, such as the muscles, circulatory system, lungs, liver, colon, including the brain. And when I figured this out, I'll tell you what, I was ecstatic because for years I've been trying to figure out if a child goes and gets a vaccination in their hip area or in their arm, they could be affected very differently. And each child is uniquely different. And I could never figure out how different organs were being affected from child to child to child. And this made it all come, come, I I understand it. Because when you inject into the body fluids, like a vaccination, it gets picked up in this fluid highway system. And it circulates it around the whole body. And it can, in fact, that's why I'm very concerned about adjuvants and vaccines, because some of the adjuvants open up the blood-brain barrier. And that's how some children will have brain inflammation. Some children will have lung disease and have asthma some children will have diabetes some children by the will way, have colon. just so everybody understands yeah. a lot of this is based on genetics you know what you get things passed along good and bad from both parents uh, and and so whatever happens when this when this gets distributed through the body through the circulatory organ if you will uh, what happens is that you know what the weak attributes that you may have in your genome from your parents are passed along Sometimes it's environmental factors, sometimes it's hereditary, but those weak points are what take the hit, and it's different for each person. We'll come back and talk with Mary Toko about this more in seconds, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less. Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, 
you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio with Mary Toko. MaryToko.com, her incredible website. Uh, on that website, you can get information on her new book and on her six-part DVD series all about how you can understand what's going on with vaccinations folks okay this is really valuable info for you and your family this can really change the game it's one thing to say hey i believe there's a problem so i'm not going to vaccinate my kids it's another thing to get the who what when where why or the facts relating uh, to the choices that you're making not only can it help you understand how to deal with those who uh might say you're nuts or those who might question your ability to raise children uh etc but knowledge is the key to liberty okay you can't be ignorant and free and so we're talking about this we're talking about this organ they discovered it's basically your circulatory system is the simplest way to put it it's the organ that distributes everything to your body that you put in your body right and what happens is based on genetics or and or based on uh, environmental factors oftentimes everybody has weak points well, sadly, when this stuff gets in your body, it seems to seek out the weak points. And that's why it res everybody responds uh, to things differently. Uh, Mary, let's start there. Well, I'm so glad you brought that up because um, I have also been deep diving into the time this whole epigenetics science that has evolved um, since the Human Genome Project. And what we're starting to see, Sam, is that some people will respond appropriately or not appropriately. Some people will get a vaccination, and it won't injure them, obviously, like it will others. And in you're other right, words, it goes hold back on. In to, other words, there might still be yeah. an injury, but it isn't obvious yet. It might exactly. come later in life. It might ex um, uh, display itself yeah. uh, when some other, uh, in other words, it becomes a comorbidity, if you will. Go ahead. Well, and what we're also finding out, that if you compare the human body to a computer, a computer has a hard drive. That would be like our genes that we inherit from our parents. But a computer also has software. That is called our epigenetics. A software of a computer can get viruses and can mess up, and, and really a computer software is expressing the hard drive, right? It's the way the hard drive expresses. Our epigenetics is our software program. And we are now learning that when you inject toxins into the body, like a vaccination or other medications, it actually can flip things off and on in your um, gene expression, in your epigenetics. And that is what parents are passing down to their children. 
And the reason I know this is because I have in my family experienced this very thing where we have unvaccinated people who are coming, who are now having issues because of the vaccines their mom and dad took. And it's their epigenetics. So this is a whole new science and a whole new area that we are beginning to understand. And it shows up later on in life. So when we get exposed to toxins, whether it be through chemtrails, environmental, food toxins, um, whatever, it can flip things in our epigenetics so that we have these delayed chronic illnesses show up as anxiety, depression, um, bipolar, dyslexia, uh, you know, all of these things now that are showing up in young adults that were completely non-existent when I was growing up. So we have caused ourselves to have a huge problem on our hands. And, and again, vaccinations is at the very core of it. And I tell people all the time, I don't believe vaccines is the only cause, but it is the number one thing that we are assaulting our children with the day they are born in the hospital with a vaccination. And so I think, I really believe in my heart, Sam, if we stopped vaccinating children altogether, that you would start to see children you know, gradually getting healthier and healthier. But you know this train is going. Not only would it be gradual, the problem is, folks, it will take generations, though, because I brought this reality check to you. I don't know if you understand, but you even pass down stress through generations. You pass down emotional mistrust through generations. Uh, I don't understand how these things are coded by God into passing them along through the genomes, uh, but it is true. And they're just discovering a lot of this stuff, too. And so when you put so much stress on generations, you know, the next generation is born with stress as part of their makeup, as part of their, and it's almost impossible to get rid of. I don't want to say it's impossible because there's ways to naturally unwind this stuff, but only to a degree. It'll take generations to really unwind it all as it's taken generations to reach critical mass illness. Okay, understand this. This isn't an overnight fix. But you can make a difference for you and your family, Mary. Absolutely. Yes, you can. And see, I can't reach everybody, Sam, but my information was designed for everybody. I don't care if they're a doctor, a nurse, a grandma, a grandpa, uh, a new mom who's pregnant, a teacher at the school, your pastor at the church. This information is critical information that can help save lives and help stop injuring this generation of children. And you're right, they're going to carry toxicity from generation to generation. But, I mean, we have to do something now because I am concerned that not only are we going to have a whole generation of people who cannot have children, but their bodies are going to be so dysfunctional and so mentally and emotionally impaired because of the toxicity level they're being exposed to through these vaccinations. So it's up to people to reach their family and their friends, and, and I do everything I can on my part to make it easy for them. Tell me the difference in the book and the DVD series and how they work together. Are they complements to one another? Yes, they are. So the DVD series goes all the way back to the polio vaccination and exposes how the polio vaccine did not stop polio, was not responsible for the decline of infectious death from illness, you know, illnesses causing death. And I go back to all the charts and the graphs of all of that 
It goes all the way through all the vaccinations, all the different ingredients, congressional hearings. I talk about um, part three is all about the man-made toxic ingredients in vaccines that are um, causing all of this brain inflammation and organ malfunction. I have um, a whole, I talk about herd immunity, how it's not what they say, how real herd immunity is natural immunity um, and, and the fallacy there. Um, I do bring in the vaccine and autism connection, congressional hearings, uh, science and research, all proving that vaccinations do and can cause autism and all the related illnesses. And then um, basically my book will talk about how to raise your children outside the medical model, how to utilize medication only for emergencies, how to have a healthy pregnancy. You know, we have to start with pregnancy. How to have a happy, how to have a healthy birth. We, we have to get away from this idea that birth is an illness and requires all this medical intervention. Um, I cover the dangers of ultrasound. I talk about breastfeeding. I talk a lot about the gut-brain connection because you know that a healthy gut means a healthy brain, but a gut that's been destroyed through antibiotic use and vaccinations and other things is going to cause an unhealthy brain. So all of that is in my little book, um, and I say little because it's not two inches thick. It's about a half inch, and a parent could get through this literally um, in, in a few hours, um, and I just feel like it covers everything a parent needs to know if they're not going to vaccinate their children. And that's critical because you don't want to end up in an emergency room and not be prepared to defend your decision on whether or not to vaccinate your children. Ladies and gentlemen, I know this is an individual decision, and I understand that the decision is complicated, and I understand that oftentimes people feel overwhelmed. Uh, But one of the things that I think of is this. You know, when you, uh, I'm trying to think how to say this. When you try to drive a stick shift car, at first it's overwhelming. You're thinking, I will never be able to, you know, handle the brakes, the gas, the gear shift, the steering wheel, looking around me, uh, doing my head checks when I turn right, you know, looking behind me when I uh, change lane. I, I just can't handle all these things. But before you know it, if you practice, pretty soon you can do it while you're eating a hamburger. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's like understanding of vaccinations and understanding this complicated world that just seems over your head. Don't just let the experts tell you, because you know what? The experts don't know. The real experts do know, but they have a different agenda than you and I have for our families. And so it's up to you to say, look, I can learn to drive this stick shift vehicle. I can understand the ins and outs of this. I might not understand it in a day, but you know what? I can learn and I can get it and I'll just pull on this thread. And you know what? couple of years down the road, you're going, hey, I get a lot of this. I understand. And it's line upon line, but it comes very quickly with the right people around you and the right support system, Mary. Yes. And, you know, I want to just, first of all, say, too, that the use of aborted fetal cell tissue in developing vaccinations has been going on since the 60s. This is real, folks. This is real. And for anyone who orders my DVD series, I want to let you know that the box series is available at $20 off using coupon code uh, LIBERTY on behalf of your program. And I also have them on downloadable. So if you're one person that doesn't like to have the actual DVDs and you prefer to watch them on your computer, 
Um, you can also order them individually. Each disc is separate, or you can get the whole package from my website uh, as well. Uh, but the coupon code doesn't work for that. It only works for the box set. And also, anyone that orders will get a free brochure on the aborted baby tissue used in vaccinations. And this is something that you could go to your pastor with, um, other family members, teachers, um, because they often don't realize that this industry that Bill Gates and his father are funding and putting together is, is, is making billions off of aborting our babies. And, and it's wrong, and it's immoral. And I want people to know about this, and that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother um, segment. But I want to thank you so much, Sam, and I look forward to spending time with you every month because people have to know, too, that even though their children are vaccine injured, that there's a lot that they can do to improve their health. And there have been children who were completely 100% on the autism spectrum, no language, banging their heads, um, you know, uh, stimming, which is moving their body parts when they're frustrated, that have been completely restored to normal, healthy, functioning children. But this is something that you won't hear about anywhere. And YouTube has taken off all of the wonderful hundreds of YouTubes that used to be out there showing children who were autistic and who recover. And so now you just have to know that, number one, if your child is on the spectrum, there's a lot that you can do to improve their health. There's no guarantee that you're going to get that child back completely, but perhaps you can just help their, their you know, behavior, whatever. I hope in the future to spend some time talking about this with your audience, Sam, because there are a lot of injured adults out there as well. Amen to that, ladies and gentlemen. Count on it. MaryToko.com is her website. Check it out. She'll be with us monthly. We'll be getting a lot more into the details. I know today was kind of a surface show a little bit, but it kind of acquaints you with Mary and what she does. It acquaints you with greater resources for more solutions going forward. We'll dig into the Vax. Don't take the jab, folks. Don't do it. Uh, we'll dig into that a whole lot more. we got a lot coming up, so be ready. Have your pen and paper when Mary's on your radio, okay? MaryToko.com is the website. I am Sam Bushman, and we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.